days for management to come out and say, we really like this team. This was a first place team. This is a team we'd want to keep together. Okay, so, you know, keep it together. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. It's the day of the Seattle expansion draft. And by nightfall, the Penguins will be down at least one player. I feel like that asterisk needs to be thrown in since they've already lost Jared McCann and who knows what else will be going on here. My hope is that when Ron Hextall and Brian Burke took turns speaking profusely about the roster that they've got, and by the way, in the process, echoing Mike Sullivan, Sidney Crosby, and all the rest of the team's leadership, you know, that they, they kind of meant it. Because so far what's happened is one asset is gone in McCann. Another will be lost tonight in the expansion draft. And there's still no sign, no trace of keeping Cody Cece. As an unrestricted free agent, Cece's in a little bit of a separate category here. Teddy Bluger was a restricted free agent, did have to be signed, was signed. Cece's unrestricted. As I've been going over this roster the same way you have for weeks now, in advance of this, the one question that I keep asking myself is who on this list, either protected or unprotected, can be most easily replaced. So it's not just a matter of this player's better, this player's more expensive, or whatever. Who can be replaced? CC is a right-handed defenseman who's rugged in the 2021 context, meaning he doesn't back off from anybody physically and he'll give it out a little bit too he's not going to go sit in the penalty box he's not going to fight so that's why i say in the modern sense he's got the bigger frame that you saw all four of the nhl's playoff semifinalists just now have in abundance the penguins didn't he's right-handed that's a significant rarity in and of itself for an effective bigger semi-mobile, mobile enough defenseman. And he broke through after years of being something of a disappointment. It's probably too strong a term, but between his having been a first-round draft pick in Ottawa and everybody expecting Bobby Orr, he disappointed. He went to Toronto where, if, unless you're Borea Salming, you're going to disappoint everyone. And he came to Pittsburgh on a prove-it contract of $1.25 million, and he proved it. He proved it. He rose above. And by every account, he was a terrific teammate, a part of the chemistry and everything else that they had in beating what were almost all expectations by winning the division. 
and he's still unsigned, and this bugs me, like, a lot. I keep saying that if you're going to lose an asset, like McCann, and you get you know, the, the prospect return, of course, Philip Hollander and whatever else, but the, the, the biggest asset, especially for a GM who's bumping his head on the salary cap, is having some space. Utilize that space. Sign CC, Get a goaltender. But don't just keep losing assets here. CC is definitely one of those that you need to keep. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month for all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And for a limited time, you can get a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by visiting FuboTV.com slash DK. That's right. It's just for you for listening to this podcast. FuboTV.com slash DK. I hate to keep pounding the CC issue here, but if you get to the point here, and this is not exactly impossible, where by week's end, the Penguins will have lost Jared McCann to the trade, Brandon Tanev, who's still my expectation to be lost in the expansion draft tonight, and Cody Cece through free agency, then you have not backed your own words. You have not supported at all what you stated in clear and semi-passionate terms shortly after the Game 6 loss to the Islanders. You will have let a significant chunk of this roster get lost for next to nothing. One lost asset you can deal with. It's an expansion year. Everyone's going to lose one asset. Two lost assets, uh, you know, with some return. Again, I, I've supported the idea of bringing Philip Hollander back. Okay, I, I, I don't have a problem with the trade in a complete vacuum, but that's not what we're in here. That'd be two lost assets. Letting CC just walk away. That's three. That's three. And that's too many. That's too many. I can't stress this strongly enough. If you lose Cody CC, you are not in a position internally to replace him. You're not moving Marcus Pedersen to the right side. You're not moving P.O. Joseph to the right side. You're not elevating Chad Ruedel into your top six. If you lose Cody Cece, you're going to have to replace him. My guess is he'll end up being replaced by a lesser player. Don't allow that to happen. Sign this individual yesterday. And whatever else happens tonight, look, at least there will be two assets gone, not three. When we come back, just one question.
back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed, no, recommitted, to providing food for all those in need across western Pennsylvania. When I say recommitted, I'm referring to their recent rebranding, which you can learn about at pittsburghfoodbank.org. Question comes from Nick who says, hey, DK, there's been a lot of talk about the Penguins bringing in a veteran goalie to serve as a reliable backup and share some of the workload and to push Jari. What exactly is this push? When people use that term, are they looking for a goaltender who will motivate or challenge him? Would the veteran goalie be expected to mentor or teach Jari or lead by example or serve as an insurance policy come playoff time? I don't know what people mean when they say it, Nick. I, I do know what I mean, and I'm going to condense it to the simplest possible explanation that I can. I want a goaltender who is a viable, dependable option for game one of the next Stanley Cup playoffs. Everything that happens in the interim to me is that that's just a bonus. It's a bonus. Yeah, of course, you have to qualify for the playoffs. I know we take that for granted in Pittsburgh. And a team with this talent level absolutely should be qualifying for playoffs. There's not a feather to be had for that around here. But once you do, no matter what Jari does over the course of the regular season, there's going to be epic, spectacular doubt about whether or not He'll crumble again in the face of the postseason. To me, it's not worth the gamble. It's not close to worth the gamble to just roll him out there and see what happens. I mean, maybe you can do that for game one. If Jari really shows well and he has a great two, three weeks leading up to the playoffs and he's saying all the right things and his teammates are backing him up and they believe in him and they perform like they're believing in him, getting out of the way, letting him see the shot, then, yeah, okay, he gets game one. But whoever it is that you have on the bench had better be someone who, and I'm going to now use your term here, Nick, would be able to push him out of the crease. <laughs> because that's what you need here. This is my problem with confusing a backup role or a mentor role with what this is. Casey DeSmith is a very good National Hockey League backup. And I don't mean to insult him every time I bring up this subject. It's just that Casey DeSmith wouldn't be your game one guy either. He just wouldn't. And you have to enter this scenario knowing that you've got some kind of certainty in the equation. It'll be great still having DeSmith around. The Penguins experienced that in the best way possible with Jeff Zatkoff and his performance in the cup year early on when he was needed, both goaltenders being down. You do need three goaltenders to win in the NHL. But what's needed more than anything else in this scenario is there's got to be someone who's there who's capable of of taking Jari's place. And I realize this makes for a kind of a strange mix because you might go through your whole regular season without having a clearly defined 
number one guy. Oh, well. Big deal. Jari had it, lost it. Let's say that it's someone like Peter Mrazek, who's a free agent. Let's say you bring him in. This is a guy who's done a little bit of both. He's been backup. He's been a starter. He's still on the right side of 30. He's played for teams that have given up a lot of shots. So he's been tested. He's also been in some playoffs. This is a guy that I feel could be there if you need him, if you have to pull the shoot. Or he just might take the job away outright in the regular season, in which case he will have earned game one. Everything for me, Nick, is about game one of the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. Who are you putting on the ice? Not just in goal. Who are you putting on the ice for your entire lineup for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs? The Penguins got a little bit lucky this past spring in that they were mostly healthy, mostly. You remember it took Gino a little while to get involved, and it didn't matter. None of it mattered because the goaltending crumbled. Can't have that again. Can't risk it again. One more time, repeating, this team needs to maintain the assets that it has and it needs to add to the goaltending. Easy for me to sit here and wag a finger at the GM. I'm not the one with the cap restrictions and everything else going all around him. I've got the way easier job, and I'm not pretending otherwise. But it doesn't mean that the expectations should be any less on Ron Hextall here over the coming days and weeks. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we should have quite the eventful episode. Yeah.